Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris of LSOs on social media. Welcome back to Sober 50 podcast on So Organised Style. Thanks for listening. So Organised Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us again on Sober 50's podcast. So Over 50 intersects with all communities. Today, we're welcoming back Kate Sekulis of Visible Mend. Yes, we're heading into hashtag Mend March in 2022. And we've got a few questions from previous Mending guests for Kate this year. Welcome back to the podcast, Kate. Thank you, Maria. It's great to be back. Listeners will know that you and I spoke about hashtag Men March in episode 204 in March last year. And people will find out more about hashtag Men March by going to the hashtag and also going to your Instagram account, which is Visible Mend. That's right. Some people may have also read your book, which is Mend, a refashioning manual and manifesto. Yep, published by Penguin, Penguin US. With lots of really good historical information, current information, and how-to information as well. Oh, yes. The thing about the historical information is nobody's done it. Nobody has researched mending as a subject, which is what I'm doing. And I find it very exciting, but also it's astonishing, but not really, because it's so humble, no one bothered to look. And that brings me to my question is, how are your studies going? Oh, Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, and no, it's great. I love it. It's very intensive. And, you know, I'm doing a PhD, which in here, you have to do a lot of coursework, and then you have to do exams, and then you get your proposal accepted. And I'm on that stage, researching and doing proposal and reading, which is nice. It's just a great privilege to be able to do that. Your PhD has got mending as part of that oh it's the absolute central it's what it is and the program is material culture generally so that the phd is in material culture and actually it's also got two other parts which is design history and decorative arts but it's material culture and that is within that framework i am inserting mending as an ontology and the good thing is the arts part of it we see reflected in the mending that you do Oh, that's nice. I'm glad you do. <laughs> Thank you. I do. Yeah, I mean, it is an art. It's, I always call it a scrappy art. It's fun. There are people who do mending as an art form, as a fibre arts, very seriously. Mm. You can probably think of one or two. I don't do that. I don't do it seriously, but it, for sure it's an art. And I think we should all think of it as what we do as an art form, even though it's humble, as I said, and it's also not been valued, literally valued, or valued by those who accept the men's on their clothing for thousands of years. And yet now people are actually selling it as a service. Mm. So not only is it an art form, it's also a profession. And this is just beginning. And I think it's really exciting. And I'm going to help with that. I have long promised this Mendes directory, which has not yet materialised for reasons I won't bore you with. I'm finally on that. So that will happen. Great. That's something to look forward to. Yeah. 
As I mentioned at the start, we have some questions from previous Mending Podcast guests for you. So are you ready for them, Kate? Yes, yes, I'm ready. They're not hard questions. Okay, you say that, but we'll see. This question is from Katrine of Mending Mayhem in Norway. Hi, Katrine. Hi, Katrine. So Katrine's question is, what made you come up with hashtag Mend March? Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? I did a little post for her, a guest post, and I answered that very briefly. But it, it's only really not a very good story. It's brief because what happened was in, oh, now this is year five, so I can't work it out. Was it 18? I hadn't done Instagram for long. Yeah, it was 17. So that's when I started it. So I hadn't been on Instagram for long, and I just found by chance this thing called an Instagram challenge. Of course, everyone knows what that is, but I didn't. And I thought, I can't remember whose it was, but I thought, oh, that's cool. That gets people together and it looks fun. I'll do one. And this was like February 25th or something. And I just thought, oh, March is coming. Mend March. I'll do that. And I just did a post. What do you think? Shall I do them? Here's a lot of, I did the prompts and put them on a post, which I'm sure is still there. Yeah. Yeah. So I just did it and it took off. I mean, I didn't have that many followers or anything then. We all really just had so much fun. And Katrin was right there, right from the start. I think that's how we met. And I think it inspired her to found Mending Mayhem. Yes. Because it was so much fun. She didn't want it to stop. And this community that we've gathered, all of us together, is really a community. And I think on social media, that is almost unheard of. I don't know. Maybe there's others, but you hear about trolling and people being horrid and none of that with us it's just fun and funny and supportive so sorry that wasn't too much of an answer but that it was just a happened to do it last minute accident and it's been going now for five years year five hooray i looked it up it's the wooden anniversary in terms of weddings now that's a gift for every anniversary year we tend to forget our anniversary. I mean, literally just don't remember it by accident. Anyway, wooden anniversary of Mend March. So five years and having lots of fun and mending along the way. I mean, if anyone listening doesn't know and wants to do it, the main point you need to know is there's no rules. You just start. You just use the hashtag. You look up the prompt. You don't even have to follow me. You just look it up and you do the prompt and you post with hashtag Mend March and then you go and find everyone else on that hashtag on that day and everyone comments on everyone. It's just a party. It's really fun. You don't have to do it every day. You just do it when you happen to think of it. I literally do a prize for someone who does it every day. Hashtag Mend March has over 5,000 posts. Okay, that's good. And... There are reels and there are tutorials. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. I, I thought there'd be more than 5,000. It seems to be huge, but I guess this year we'll break that record. Instagram has got it as 5,000 plus. Hmm. I don't know what the increments are, but for all we know, it's 9,900, I like to think. Yes. And it's not about the quantity, it's about the quality. But it's nice when there's a crowd. Yeah, and the sharing. It just happens all the time. Yeah. So we'll move on to our next question, which comes from Selena at Selena AM05 in Amsterdam. Hi, Selena. 
Hi, Selena. Selena says Kate is a very creative person. So I am wondering where her inspirations come from. Oh, good question. And thank you. Originally, I'm inspired by the clothes themselves because I've always loved clothes, but the clothes I love, I mean, there are certain designers that I adore, but these days that's all about just selling and fashion is really depressing. But I've always loved old clothes. We used to just say old clothes or secondhand, but now it's, of course, it's vintage. And I have a huge collection and I'm, yeah, I'm addicted, but the clothes inspire the men's and because they need care and then, you know, it gets more and more creative and I like it to look obvious, clearly visible mend. And the book is called Mend, but it's all, you know, everything is about making it obvious. I mean, the other inspiration is, of course, the terrible state of the fashion industry and having a statement that is your flag that you're wearing. I'm always wearing obvious men's and people do comment and they do wonder and it gives me the chance to bring up without being lectury. Men to men, each one, I like to just extemporize. A lot of people plan and I do not plan too much. I plan certain aspects, but I really like to leave some surprise so I don't quite know how it's going to go. That's exciting to me. It's also how I write. So, oh, and cook for that matter. No, cooking is a little more planned because otherwise you don't have the ingredients. That's right. But <laughs> you do. I like to see what happens. So it's almost a collaboration between me and the clothes and the materials of all of that, you know, all of that together. The lovely part about visible mending that you just mentioned is that when people see what you've done and they ask about it, that's when you can start having that conversation as to why you're doing it. That's right. And I have the false idea that everyone knows about this now and that everybody is mending because I've seen it grow so fast in the last two years, especially. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, where is it growing? It's growing in certain little corners that are still pretty obscure of certainly one social media platform. I don't use the others, so I don't even know. But out there in the world, I mean, people have never heard of it. They don't have a clue. So it's it's always surprising to me. But yeah, we've still got a lot, of, a long way to go to make it a universal habit, which it needs to be. And it's good that the way that you're approaching it, it's a natural conversation that people are just curious. And so their mind is already open. So that's great. Yeah. And it helps, you know, you want the men's to look pleasant otherwise they're not going to be attracted to it at all so the art part of it comes back in there you want it to be attractive and fashiony so thank you for answering selena's question the next two questions come from wendy as in wendy wendy seven in the uk hi wendy hi wendy thank you yeah thank you In what ways can modern technology and mending culture combine constructively? Ooh, that's difficult. That's good. Mm. Modern technology and mending, mm, that is tough because, I mean, I think first of all we have to mention the sewing machine and I'm known slightly for never using one. I don't, I mean, I put it in my book actually. You're welcome to mend with a machine, just not in this book. But it's not exactly modern technology, the sewing machine. I mean, it's 100, what, 
going 20, 50 years old, but it's, it is technology. And that's very handy. And I completely advocate it. I just don't, I prefer hand medication. But what we have to worry about is if there's a way to, to scale. Scale is always this dirty word to me. Scaling the mending with technology would be a disaster. And unfortunately, it's very much happening because you know how recently and still you go in a store, which I don't do very often, but there's a bank of jeans and they're all pre-ripped and distressed. Yeah. So now I'm sure everyone's noticed that men's, you go into a store and they're pre-mended. It's happened they are faking the men's and it's happened. And this is a disaster for several reasons. The obvious one being it's fake and it's it's an abomination. It's the opposite of what mending is. It's, I don't even know where to start. I don't think anyone listening need any explanation. They're your people, they understand that. So there's that, but then and even worse is then it becomes perhaps a trend that ends because people are sick of it. So they like the look and they buy, like they did the, buy all the holy jeans. Now they buy all the mended ones and then they won't want them anymore. And then the look of mending is old hat and that is that. And this is a disaster. So I think Wendy's question was more about how can they work well together? I don't know. I wish she was here so she might have an answer. But Wendy, put it on the Instagram. <laughs> we'll have a chat in the comments. I really don't know. I mean, one other thing is that the sort of mini little, very rudimentary technologies that are coming back that people are remaking. So there's um, Mission X Goods and there's um, Worth Mending. Both of those Mission X Goods, she found the old Soviet factories that were making the thing that was like the speed weave. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's re-manufacturing them. Beautiful, beautiful machines little tiny looms and Alicia of Worth Mending is doing them all by hand using things like old bicycles and they're fantastic so this is happening and that's a kind of technology and it's a kind of technology actually I research and write about historically but we wouldn't really call it technology now and yes it is it's something that external it's a machine not your hand so in that way those are very good for mending but when we're talking about scaling mending, I think all we can do is iterate, is have lots and lots and lots of people-powered technology producing hand and you know machine-done mends individually. And maybe that's why Wendy's written the question in as, what ways can modern technology and mending culture combine constructively? And from your description, it's almost destructive not constructive yeah so far and I really want Wendy to you know if she has an answer to that I mean I think this is a discussion we can all have in Mend March in comments it's a bit diffuse of course because everyone's comments are all over the place but I hope that there'll be convergences on my posts sometimes with comments that we can have you know general chat so that's a hope as it grows that there'll be a, a home base chat Let's have the Mend March post Mend March party again. We'll have that. Everyone mark your calendars. Keep an eye out for the post from Kate to say when the post Mend March is going to happen. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. 
Will you come? I mean, it's hard for you Australians, sadly, because it's always, like, we've got so many Europe, and then I'm in, you know, the US, and then um, the Australians, you always get the last, the short shrift, because you're so radically different in time. I can always wear my best pyjamas. Yes, good idea, yeah. <laughs> so Wendy's other question is, if you could create a mending app, what would it be able to do for menders? Oh, that's so great. I am doing that in a way. And it's a mending digital humanities project. So visiblemending.com exists. That's my website. And I never do anything to it. It's pathetic. It's okay. It's barely okay. It's just okay. It just sits there. But it's been going to be replaced for a long time and things happened. And I said I wasn't going to go on, but what happened? The first developer, I had a developer, she got long COVID. And basically it, it, and that's as much as you need to know. And it wasn't going to work anyway. So then I got help with my institution for doing it as a sort of slightly academic digital humanities project, which is basically a posh website. And then the person helping me with that, her husband got terminal cancer. I mean, it's a, you can't make this up. It's horrible, horrible thing. So that got delayed again. And that's where I'm at now, but we're just starting to build it. And all right, so that's a website, but the first component is a thing I've, some people know because they've been, um, they kindly filled out the application ages ago to be in the Mendes directory. And that is what I want to do and will do. And eventually it will happen and maybe even sooner if I can, as fast as I can do it. And it'd be great to have it be an app as well. And Wendy, that's a brilliant idea. I'm going to do that somehow. I don't know how or how easy it is, but apps are easier these days. Anyway, but the point of the Mender's directory is very simply to connect the Mender and the Mendee. I call them the Mendee. You can imagine who that is. So someone needs a mend and people are always asking me and I can't remember, you know, who does it in your neighborhood? Who, who's the local mender to you? Because a lot of them are on Instagram and doing quite well, I think. And also in their local area, wherever they are. So anyway, this will be a connector worldwide and I can't wait. It needs to happen. So I'm, again, I'm working on it. I'm a bit embarrassed to say that because it's, had these full starts but that's the news so that is the the app would be just that too and I don't know what else if anyone has ideas that would be great send them along but I think just to connect but in that there could be areas of chat among ourselves that aren't Instagram that would be nice and that way you could share techniques and approaches yeah and you know people want to know things like because there was a lot of chat when I was starting to gather people to do that you know, I don't know how to charge. What are the rates? Should I do by the hour, by the mend? And I mean, that was a lot of discussion going on with that. And pricing always comes up when it comes to sewing businesses, always. Of course, you know that. Wendy, thank you for those questions. They were tough ones, but they were really interesting. They really all have. Good. Yeah. Trisha from Morrisseau's. So she's in the UK. I know. Hi, Trisha. So this is what she sent through. I have no doubt Kate has noticed that mending is having a fashion moment. Mm -hmm. I've seen jeans all mended in the same place for sales and that some shops are offering 
to mend their own brand for customers. Mm-hmm. How does Kate feel about this? Now, you've already touched on that. Yeah, well, that's one kind. No, because Trisha, that's brilliant because you've mentioned the other side of that same coin, which is extremely positive. And so there's the, you know, the mass produced false men's that are evil. Yeah. But then there are brands like Patagonia and Nudie Jeans. And actually, I've seen it at um, the one time I went to Japan, they have those mending stations in Muji. And so there are others I know, but those are amazing. It sounds like it might be related to take back schemes. As you know, that's when you get credit or usually you get some kind of voucher of credit to spend on something else when you take in your old clothes. But this is evil because it's just a secret way of selling more. That's what they're doing. And the statistics on that are horrendous to remanufacture back the amount that you have taken in. It's something like it takes what you can take back in a day. If you then recycled it and remanufactured using that, it would take 25 years. It's, it's off, very off. So mending is that brands do of their own garments is the exact opposite of that. And it's, it's wonderful. I, I think they're really brilliant. I don't know if you saw, you know the film Miracle on 34th Street, the original one. It's this really iconic thing where Macy's sends this person to Gimbel's, the huge rival, because they have it. And that makes Macy's extremely popular. They send them to their rival. And it's a bit like that the mending of your own clothes, but instead of it being something that makes you sell less, it makes you sell more because Macy's got very popular having sent people to their rival gimbals. Nudie Jeans, I think, is doing very well by having their mending operation and not just them, but that one I know. It's a win, win, win. Just remember that the way she framed it was what about the whole syndrome of mending having a moment because this is just two aspects of it. And yeah, again, I said it a bit earlier, it's just one worries about the ending of that moment. Because this isn't like a trend, it is a trend for sure right now. People are really fixated on the looks that you can make by doing these kind of men's and that's what those big manufacturers are faking. Yeah. But they'll go off that look. What we need to do, I think of it as a process of co-designing We need to figure out and just keep innovating new looks. You can do as much, as many kinds of men's as you can make a new garment. You can make mend in different ways that we haven't done yet and Mm. keep it fresh. And that's what we have to do, all of us. There's my cry to the menders. We need to keep it fresh so that people don't get bored of it because we've got to keep mending. I always say, you know, thousands of years of mending ended in about 1970. 1970 to 1980, that was totally the end of mending. It just trailed off from there. Mm. And that's so recent. That's an aberration, that 50 years in between. That's not the real story. That's just, oh, we forgot for a bit. And that's a part that has taken that skill and acceptance out of a whole generation. That's right. So we're all helping to put it back. 
and re-teach it. And in fact, I've done papers on this, researched a lot of some one forgotten part of the mending history. This exact thing, almost different, but similar thing happened a hundred years exactly before. From 1870 to 1900, there was a fall off in the skills of darning, especially of mending. And then there was a revival for reasons that are too complicated to go into in detail, but I can bore you for hours about this. But yes, and then it came back. And then of course it fell off again later, but there was a mending skills that you would have thought would not go away. But that's when the first, you know, the industrial production um, metastasized for the first time. And that's what happened. Mm. We saw it before. Tricia also threw in another question. Oh, good. What do your professors make of your passion for mending? <laughs> I love that, Tricia. That's so funny. Yes, they have noticed. And, you know, they're very supportive at Bard Graduate Centre, which is for material culture and has this multidisciplinary way of looking at material culture, which is actually anyone researching it has to because it isn't really a thing unto itself. It's what it's not. It's not art history. It's not history history. It's not anthropology. It's not archaeology. It's not philosophy, but it's all of that. So we get all of that. I've got professors, one's an ancient archaeologist, one's a philosopher, and also expert on Pacific technology and um, culture and craft specialists. And they're all actually quite interested because mm. it's an area they haven't looked at in their discipline or if they have, not exactly the way I'm looking at it. So they're interested to see where it's going because I need to have a robust critical and theoretical framework. That's challenging, but that's interesting. So collectively, they're, they're quite, I mean, I might be deluding myself, but I don't think so. They are, I mean, behind my back, they're all going, oh God, here she comes again. <laughs> but as far as I know, they are supportive. That's really good. Thanks for asking those questions, Tricia. Yeah, thanks, Tricia. Those are good. And the last one is from Uli, who is Steckstein on Instagram. Hi, Uli. Hi, Uli. Oh, and she's an artist too. Yep. Who does mending. So, yeah, the whole art thing is in there. Yeah, and you can tell with hers. Yeah, oh, much so. So this is her question. Where does Kate get inspired and what tools? Now, the way she's written it, it, the funniest, craziest, and your most favorite ones. So the tools that you use, and I yeah. think she's looking for what people would not see as a tool that you use. Oh, I see. She I didn't think. mean the men's that the funniest, craziest. She meant the tools. Where does Kate get inspired and what tools are your funniest, craziest, favorite ones? Oh, okay. So it is about the tools. And you've already talked about your inspiration. Yes. You know, I don't know, but now I'm thinking about it. I suppose I do have an answer or answers, which are things like, I mean, because I will use whatever is lying around. And so I posted recently and people loved it. My trick for fat yarn threading using a bit of paper. That is, I guess that counts. I've been using it for years and it's, I mean, 
I just realized recently, that's why I posted it, that not everyone knows that. So there you go, that's a good one. But actually paper, other bits, other uses for paper. I make um, thread pallets out of cardboard. And I always, I nearly always put a magazine or something in between the layers of what I'm sewing so that I don't sew the back to the front. Mm. I think that's fairly common. People do that. That's news to me. Is it? Yes. Oh, okay. So maybe I'll post that one too. And what else? Oh, the other day, in fact, their last post I did. Yes, it is. I did a circle down. Here it is. I mean, sorry, your listeners can't see this, but there you go. And I was um, trying to get it really circular. So I used a large coin for a template that was lying around. That's not very interesting though, is it? I know that people use things to as mushrooms, like light bulbs and oranges and all that. I don't. I've been known to mark with a Sharpie and then you have to completely cover it. I thought your Valentine's Day post was interesting where you had embroidered a heart. A heart. Well, that was at armpits mend as in, you know, a very common area to need mending. In inverted commas, it's it was heartfelt. Oh, I should have melted that. Oh, Sorry about that. That's good. I made a needle holder from a wine cork just the other day. Ooh. Because I needed to you know put some needles in a thing and I was always you know dropping on and I had a little plastic some plastic thing and the cork fit nicely inside it so it held up better didn't fall over and there you go needle holder you're welcome thank you kate and thank you uli for those questions yes thank you did you enjoy the listener questions to kate from katrine selena wendy trisha and uli they were fun weren't they in part two of this podcast with kate we run through some more personal questions about sewing and also about kate's style That's episode 306 that you'll hear on Friday. Friday is the day that we usually reserve for mending podcast guests. Thanks for listening and have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of Sew Over 50 podcast on Sew Organized Style was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Kate Seculis, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Sew Organized Style podcast, but with an S not a Z on all good podcast apps. There are over 300 free podcasts to listen to. And we hope they'll keep you company and motivate your soul and men. If you can, support this podcast through Patreon to keep this podcast running. Post any questions or suggestions you have on our Instagram account at Style or on our website at www.soulorganisedstyle.com or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>